What is up, guys? Welcome to my NXT TakeOver War Games post show. I'm Denise Salcedo. Thank you guys all so much for joining me here today. I love doing my post WWE pay-per-view live streams here on my channel. It's always a really good time. So thank you so much to, every, to everyone who is in here right now. Also, I am very excited to just kind of talk about NXT TakeOver War Games today because, boy, did we have a show we had so much awesomeness go down tonight. So many good wrestling matches, just a solid show overall. And I cannot wait to see what you guys all thought about it. So as we sort of go ahead and get started, please note that this is a very interactive stream. I will be reading all of your thoughts, your comments, your chats, all of that. So make sure to get them in here today. Plus, if you want me to make sure to read one of your comments, you can always go ahead and send in a super chat. They are very they are very uh, useful for me, as in I get to keep a nice percentage of that after YouTube takes it out. So uh, we do have one starting off with Jobber JJ, who says, Both war games was fun. EO with the spot of the night. Triple H clearly loves the TNA booking babyface advantage and losses clean. Uh, Pat McAfee looked awesome. There is a lot to be said about war games tonight. We will be talking about booking because that was an issue in one of the war games matches and definitely not an issue in another war games match that we saw here today. And starting off with the EO spot of the night, dude, EO Shirai's spot was probably one of the best that I've seen in wrestling for this whole year. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, so go ahead, send in your thoughts. What did you all think of NXT War Games? And then we're going to go ahead and talk about things chronologically as the show goes on. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start reading some of your comments as we go in here, and then we'll just kind of get going. So Benjamin Stonier says, the psychology in the women's war game match was really bad. Yes, I think that the match was good. It was good, but there were some things that I think had they made some changes it would have been even better in terms of a booking perspective because this match had a lot of phenomenal moments in it. Like we just mentioned that, that spot with Io Shirai. And we'll talk more in depth about some of the great moments in the women's war game match. But yes, I do agree that the, the booking for this was probably not the greatest. Again, giving the babyface the advantage going into war games isn't always the greatest idea at all. You know, the point of war games, make it a challenge, have the baby faces make their comebacks, and so on. Matt Raquel says, women's war game match was awesome. Men's war games match was good, but women should definitely main event. Uh, I say so they haven't had that one main event, have they? It's always been the men's matches. I think that it was two different war game matches, but overall both had really good stuff in it. I think that the men's, just from a booking standpoint, uh, very, very much outshined the women's in a, from a booking standpoint. Joseph Boza says, it was like they did not match. It was just like they did that match just to set up the loss, the next NXT title defense. Why did Shotzi beat Raquel? Uh, okay, uh, I probably didn't understand your comment that much, but we'll get into that afterwards. Gianmarco Credi says, hi, Denise, best takeover of the year, in my opinion. War Games matches are always phenomenal. Dude, this was a very, very solid show, top to bottom. And there were three really good matches from today. You know what? Four really good matches from today that I think that we'll definitely have a lot to talk about as we get going. And I am scrolling through your comments as we go here. Dark Ranger says, love the show. 
has to be one of the best pay-per-views of the year. Also, Denise, is it Cricket Bat or Cricket Pad? Dark Ranger, I deleted the Cricket Pad tweet. It's not my fault that Twitter keeps tweets up there for longer than they should. I first sent out a tweet saying that I thought that the Cricket Bat was a large lint roller, but I accidentally wrote cricket pad instead of cricket bat, and I deleted it and rewrote it, but clearly people still saw it, and that's just terribly embarrassing. And okay, I'm going through the, oh my God, we're getting so many comments, guys. And okay, we have one from Leah Wolf who says, I'm glad they gave Raquel the finish. I didn't expect her to beat EO up, but good for her. Andy R says, Pat McAfee is the new Kurt Angle. Mm, Pat McAfee is definitely having a great time. He's been putting on good stuff and having great moments, but I would not go that far as to say he is the new Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is still definitely on a whole other level, on a whole other level. Joseph Boza says, on paper, I was nervous about this card. No Finn Balor, no NXT championship match. I wasn't specifically just because it was a fact that it was a war games match. And I knew that they weren't necessarily going to drop the ball on this one. I knew we were going to, they were going to put on a good show for this. And Squar says, Carrie and cross back on Wednesday night, question mark. I did see that they were promoting that. And I am very excited to see him because he was obviously about to get, he was about to get his big moment on NXT when unfortunately he got injured, which was very unfortunate. And I'm very Still excited to see what they're going to do with the Karrion Cross character. We have a super chat from Anakin JMT. Thank you so much for sending one in. He says, just popping in to say hi. Have a good show. See you tomorrow night. Hashtag Home Alone is amazing. Hashtag Denise is a Grinch. God, guys, I have been tortured nonstop. You guys don't even want to be on my social media mentions after my comments over Christmas, but we won't talk about that right now. Uh, David says, love your hair. It's a bad hair day. Uh, Squar also says, glad Gargano won tonight. Hope he gets a proper title run. He deserves it. Squar, unfortunately, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. I was hoping that Leon Ruff was going to win, and I put out there that it might be an unpopular opinion, but I like the fact that they were trying something new with somebody we don't really know about. And obviously, we know Johnny Gargano is going to have an amazing title run. We know that because it's Johnny Gargano. He's had amazing title reigns, and we already know he's established already. He's an established guy. I didn't really think that he needed the championship. I think aside from him, the person that needed it was, uh, aside from Leon Ruff, the person that needed it more was Damian Priest. Uh, so if it wasn't going to be Leon Ruff winning, I wanted to see Damian Priest win. So I was a little bit surprised that they had it uh, go back to Johnny Gargano. Jonathan Hedman says, this show went exactly how I predicted, except the other people won. So maybe not that great with the predictions, Jonathan. But you know what, though? You tried. Uh, shout out to Matthew Makovsky, who is also in the chat here today. Thank you so much for coming on here. Colossal Razi, you are up, my friends. Colossal Razi, guys, is a viewer from the United Kingdom. And he wanted me to do a War Games impression. So um, everybody lower your volume for a second. I'm going to try and do my best War Games impression for Colossal Razi. Uh, this is going to be awful, so be prepared. But here we go. I'm going to try my best. It's going to be bad. Lower your volume. War games.
Oh God, that was horrible. Colossal Rossi, thank you so much for staying up late and reminding me to do the War Games impression. Uh, George Todd, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, hi from New Zealand. War Games is probably my most favorite pay-per-view of the year. First of all, George, thank you for the super chat and thank you for watching all the way from New Zealand. I don't even know what time it is there right now, but I appreciate you staying up to watch this show. And I'm glad that you enjoyed NXT TakeOver War Games. I mean, with War Games, it's such a great concept that you kind of have to put on a good show about this, right? You got to have to. It has to be a good show. No ends, ifs, or buts. Uh, Danny Spears says, I love Johnny, but I'm not here for them potato with the championship. Oh, plain hot potato with the championship. I've never liked that, guys. I've never been a fan of short title reigns or title reigns that don't mean anything. When I've talked about big wrestling pet peeves, that is definitely one of mine. Like, I hate it. If you're going to make somebody champion, like, you got to go all the way with it or give it the most max potential that you possibly can. And, um... Chris DeZuba, thank you so much for sending in a super chat. Chris DeZuba says, Denise loves unpopular opinions like folklore is thumbs up. Thank you so much for sending in the super chat, Chris. Brandon Charles Powell sends in another super chat. Brandon, thank you very much. Brandon says, fun show, surprised by women's war games ending. Interested in this Gargano stable with Hartwell and Theory, men's war game match was great. Uh, it definitely was a fun show, but I will have to disagree with you on this whole Gargano, Austin Theory, Indy Hartwell thing. As much as I love the Garganos and I love how funny they are, I'm not feeling the whole Indy Hartwell thing. And I was definitely not impressed with the whole uh, Scream mask, ghost face, whatever it's called, uh, all of this coming into uh, to the NXT North American title match. I didn't like that, and I didn't like the big reveal of Austin Theory. I had what you call zero reaction to that. I was not crazy about it, but overall, I do agree with you as in this was a fun show. Alrighty, everyone. So let's kind of go ahead and kick things off. We're going to go and talk about each and every single match chronologically. Please send in your thoughts as we go through each match so that I can go ahead and tell the people what you all thought as we go through each and every single one. Um, let's start off with the opening match, which was Team Shotzi versus Team Candice in a War Games match. So obviously the major flaw in this is that they gave the baby faces the advantage and that was definitely not something that usually works very well. You know, as I mentioned earlier, part of war games is having the baby faces, you know, overcome this big obstacle into actually, you know, you know, winning this match, having all the odds stacked against them. You want to see that comeback from the baby faces. And that's not something that we necessarily saw. Justin Smith says, thank you so much for sending in the super chat, by the way. Justin Smith says, happy war games day to my favorite fellow Swifty. P.S. Women's war games match is the greatest match I've ever seen. DWO for life. That is a big statement right there saying that that is the best match that you've ever seen. That is a great statement to hear because it's not so often that people throw this statement out. It's very hard to say that something is the greatest match that you've ever seen. So it makes me very excited that you felt this way about the women's war games match. Um, okay. 
So there was, so basically that was the, the major issue going into this from a booking standpoint, the baby faces should have not gone in with that advantage. One of the other things that I was talking about on Twitter, which I think had they done this like one little swap, I thought would have worked tremendously. And a lot of people didn't see eye to eye with me, but I'm going to go ahead and explain why I felt this way. So I thought that instead of having Dakota Kai come in for team Candace kicking off the match, I really thought that it should have been Raquel. Hell, the reason for that is the baby faces already had the advantage in this match. But given that Raquel is supposed to be this, you know, this powerhouse wrestler, this, you know, very, you know, strong female wrestler that is a big threat. I thought having her start off the match would have made a bigger impact in the sense that it would have made more sense for her to for that way. It wouldn't be so easy for the baby faces to have the advantage in this match with Raquel being this, you know, force to be reckoned with. I thought that she could have ran a lot of, you know, made it ran, made them go through hell, really with you know not making it so easy for them in this match so i think had they really just swapped dakota kai and raquel in this match i thought it would have made a big difference because even when we saw raquel gonzalez come into this match uh she was second uh for her team we really saw her just like run through everybody and she looked pretty darn impressive and so that was one of the things that i really thought that we should have seen differently also shout out to shotzi blackheart's new tank uh her tank was awesome she even had like a ball coming out of her cannon uh it looked fantastic uh i will say this though i thought the first half of the women's war games match was just okay i thought it could have gone a little bit uh i thought it could have been a little bit more entertaining the first half of it but once everybody got into this match oh my god it completely completely uh it blew my mind blew me out of the water it was fantastic they literally went in there and they did every single thing possible to just make this a very entertaining match and obviously one of them was definitely that Io Shirai spot, which we talked about her going to the top of the to the top of the cage with the trash can guys she put a trash can over her head and did a splash onto the other girls that spot was phenomenal and just the added addition of having the trash can just really elevated that and made it so much more cooler um i do want to talk about there were several other really good moments in this match and one of them was also uh raquel helping dakota kai leap from one ring to another onto ember and that was a pretty cool spot um I'm trying to find God. There were so many cool spots. There was one spot that I didn't like, and the reason for this was because I thought it kind of looked it, it kind of looked silly. And it was when Rhea Ripley hit Dakota Kai with that sledgehammer. She hit her in the ribs and in the back, and then Dakota Kai was like perfectly fine within like ten seconds later. I didn't like that part because I didn't think it came across as very believable. Um, the women did the Tower of Doom spot, which was really fun, and you know they do that a lot, but it's still pretty interesting to see. And I'm going through these comments here. The other thing that I wasn't crazy about was how long it took for them to get Io Shirai into the ring. And obviously that was one of the things that uh, it kind of worked because the, the heels wanted to get the advantage, keep the advantage without having to have Io Shirai come in. So I did like it in that sense, but I didn't like the fact that it took forever for her to get into it where she kind of lost that momentum. 
Obviously, she regained it back with that spot, but I did think it took a little bit of a second to really get her in there. I thought they could have sped that up a little bit. And uh, we got saw them go in there. They used chairs. They used candlesticks. They used everything that you can think of. Um, some other really good spots in this match was when Dakota did a double foot stomp onto Io Shirai while Io Shirai was in the trash can. The girl legit got stuck in the trash can. That was epic. That was kind of a, uh, I would say a classic war games moment there. And the other spot that I really love was when Ember did the fine eclipse onto Dakota onto the two chairs. That was absolutely sick. It looks so impressive. And this was really when the girls were doing so many different spots throughout this match that I really could not keep up. Uh, another great spot was when Raquel power bombed EO through the ladder and essentially pinned her to win the match. So so I am surprised that Io Shirai took the pin, but at the same time, this now really elevates Raquel. And this also makes me circle back to my previous point that had Raquel been the first person in, this would have been this very, very nice full circle, which is part of the reason why... Um, I thought her winning was awesome, but we did see Team Candace win, which kind of made the baby faces not look so great, considering that they went into this with the baby face advantage with with the advantage, and then did not win. So, what did you all think of the women's war games match? All right, uh, we have a super chat from Lenny who says. You'll pay for your Xmas hating sins tomorrow, Denise. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Justin Martin says, while Women's War Games was, did have some backward psychology, it was full of memorable moments and crazy action. Overall, I thought it, overall, I thought it was more entertaining than the men's match. I have to agree with you, Justin, in that sense that, again, while the booking standpoint wasn't the greatest, they could have done things differently, they overcompensated or overdelivered with the fact that they included all of these very unique and creative spots. Matthew Makovsky says it worked, but then EO got that crazy trash can spot. That was fantastic, man. I, I'm never going to get over that. I posted on Twitter that from now on, whenever I see one of those silver garbage, uh, garbage cans, I am definitely going to think of uh, EO Shirai. Squire says, Dakota doing the double stomp on the trash can with EO inside looked rough. Dude, she got stuck. It was definitely rough. The girl couldn't get out. You can tell You can tell that Dakota was feeling a little panicky there when she was like trying to get her out. And you can, you can see the dent of the trash can like forming this like, you know, blocking her path to getting out of that trash can. Uh, D-Train Riot Maker says, flying garbage can EO Shirai was awesome. And Benjamin Stonier says, Denise is exactly right. Thank you so much for this. And I'm scrolling through. Matthew McFadden says, this was my first ever time watching a War Games match or pay-per-view, and I found it a lot of fun. Well, Matthew, that is really fantastic to hear, and I'm very curious as to how this was your first one, but uh, you can let me know later on in the comments. But I'm glad that if this is your first one, that this is the one that you watch because you got two uh, very different War Games matches that I think both delivered in different ways. So uh, great stuff there. Lenny says, Io Shirai is a mad woman jumping off those war games cage in a trash can. Can you also, did you see my super chat, Denise? Yeah, I just read it, didn't I? Yeah, I did read it. I did read it. Okay, just making sure, guys. Uh, I use StreamYard here to... Uh, to stream and their comment section isn't the easiest to run here. Like it's very easy to skip things and it's all over the place. They could fix this a little bit. Gia Marco Credi says, 
The Io Shirai spot made me laugh and scream at the same time. Never seen anything like this. Yes. ETVP says women's war games was better for me. It was just so creative. Wow. I really love how everybody is saying that the women's war games match was their favorite. Cause I really thought I love the men's war games match and I thought it delivered a lot, but it is interesting to see that everybody is liking the women's war games match. Dark Ranger says, but love the eclipse on Dakota. That was fantastic. Leo Wolf says, I'm not against the heels winning, but Candace pinning Shotzi would have made more sense. Io was kind of just thrown in last minute, then takes the fall. Maybe that's why she was thrown in last minute, huh? Maybe. Dennis Sheehan says, war game matches are like a horse race. I don't care till the final minutes. That's all that matters. It depends because there have been definitely past war game matches where like instantly like there is like all this action and, you know, there's blood and all of this stuff. And WWE does book it a little bit differently uh, than your original war games matches. So that is a major difference that I have noticed in WWE where they sort of save the big moments until everybody is already in there. But I do think that they should sort of switch it up and really start those big moments like right from the top because it shouldn't be like, oh, the first half of the match is like, okay, but it's like the second half of the match is fantastic. I think they could carry a nice pace throughout the show. Jonathan Hedman says the women's war games, the booking felt odd and I had a hard time getting into it. I hope you got into it once they were all in there because I really do think that they did a phenomenal job. And Matthew Mikovsky is laughing at the fact that she got stuck. Yeah, it was a funny moment. Honestly, it kind of was. And also, Jonathan says that Io Shirai is awesome. Yeah, I completely agree. Marcus Ryan says Candice LeRae is one of my favorite record wor workers on NXT. And Hunter McClure says, hi, Denise. How was the show? The show. It was awesome. And we're getting into each and every single match as we go there. So usually when I come on here and I do my streams, like right off the bat, I'm like, oh, like this was match of the night. This was match of the night. This is probably one of the first shows where I'm not completely convinced. I know what my match of the night was because I really, really loved that second half of the women's war games match. And I also love the men's war games match. But there was another match that I also really, really loved. And I will talk about that later. But just know that I'm not completely sure that I know what my favorite war games match this this time around was. Alrighty, everyone, let's go into the next match, though. And I want to hear all of your thoughts and opinions on this one. And this was the second match of the night, uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Timothy Thatcher. And this was the match that Triple H on the media call really put over. Like he said, this was going to be like a brutal, violent match. And so literally just with the fact that he said this and looking at the two contenders, I knew that was, that was what we were going to get. And I got to say, they delivered. He didn't lie. He didn't over-exaggerate. It was a hard-hitting match that started off with a lot of mat work, went into some strikes. We got some We got some blood. Uh, there were some cool spots throughout this match. Um, one of the matches that I... What, sorry. One of the parts that I thought was awesome was when we saw Tommaso Ciampa uh, running back and forth between the ropes and then close line clotheslining uh, Thatcher. I thought that was a really cool moment. Uh, we saw Ciampa pop Thatcher's cauliflower ear, which was disgusting and fantastic at the exact same time. And we did see Ciampa win uh, with a DDT. Overall, I thought that this match accomplished what it needed to. I did see a lot of people on Twitter saying they wanted 
Thatcher to win. But I do think having Ciampa win this match was the right way to go because Ciampa, you know, he's always been a high on NXT, but as of late, he's sort of been, you know, he hasn't really been in a major storyline. And so he has not sort of had direction, I think. And now with this win, I think it's sort of reestablishing Tommaso Ciampa. And now after this, I really hope that we do get to see him going into a feud with Finn Balor because I think that is exactly where the money is at. And I think somebody like Tommaso Ciampa should be working with somebody with opponents like Finn Balor who, at our, who are at a very high caliber. So that is my personal match. I thought... This, um, I thought this match was really cool. I liked it, and I liked the fact that it was completely different from what we saw in the match before, and it definitely brought something uh, exciting to the table. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter really love this match. So let's see what you all thought about this one. And by the way, guys, if I don't see your comment, please like repeat send it or send a super chat, whatever works, because I do want to make sure that everybody at least gets noticed a few times on this stream. So I do want to make sure to give everybody some shout outs here. And this is from Matthew McFadden. He says, Thatcher style doesn't do it for me personally, but it was definitely a good one. Just not really, to, uh, just not really to my taste. Matthew, I don't blame you whatsoever. I think that people have different styles that they are drawn to. And I know people who love that style and that's the style that they prefer. And that's fantastic. And for me, I tend to go a different route. I tend to go more of like the Lucha strong style type of uh, wrestling matches. That's more of my thing as well. But, um, but it was still a really good match. And I think when people work this type of style, it almost doesn't matter if you're not really into it, as long as they do a hell of a job, I think it could get get anybody into it and that's how you know it's a good match when it's something that's not your style but it manages to get your attention I think that is what makes it you know a better match Matthew Makovsky says I know everyone's saying give cross the title straight from Balor I want Ciampa to take the title from Balor not cross interesting I think once we you know see Balor come back we see cross come back I think I'll have a better opinion on this one John Elite for life says Thatcher got his ear busted open. Dude, his ear looked like it was ripping or something. That picture, that close-up picture was disgusting. was disgusting. Uh, Greg Cherry Brand says, Ch Chompa and Thatcher threw down and it was intense. The stare down made me wonder if there's going to be a teaming of the two in the future. Mm, we'll see. And Benjamin Stonier says, man, I love this match. Strong style lives in NXT. Jake Larson says, the second match was put in such a hard spot to follow up a War Games match. Did the best they could do to live up to a big gimmick match. Little little long in my opinion. Yeah, see, the thing about this one is that I didn't think it was necessarily put in a horrible spot just because any match that's going to follow a War Games match is obviously going to, you know, it's going to be hard you know to get those people like really into it but the fact that they presented something so different from what you saw in the previous match i thought that's why it didn't necessarily hurt the match completely and we do have a super chat thank you so much from chris ludek who says great show i think champa winning is a good way to start a rebuild to start to rebuild him as a top heel also i love your hair thank you it's crooked by the way if you're noticing the buns they're very crooked. I couldn't get them to be the exact same way. I'm sorry, guys. Maybe I shouldn't have pointed that out, but my hair is kind of a disaster today. But thank you so much for saying so. And I do agree with you. This is a nice uh, rebuilding of Champa. I mean, that guy is a badass, guys. I shared on Twitter that if I were a man, 
I would want to be Tommaso Ciampa. When I think of a badass mother effer, I think of Tommaso Ciampa. Also, sorry if there are any children on this stream and just heard me say a naughty word. Brandon Charles Powell says, Ciampa and Thatcher was great. Two guys beating the heck out of each other. Loved it. And that is exactly what we wanted. Two guys beating each other up. It doesn't get better than that. Beat each other up. I'm here for it. Justin Martin says, Ciampa and Thatcher beat, beat the living crap out of each other. That was one heck of a hard-hitting wrestling match. Leah Wolf says, was a fun match. I hope they do go at it again, maybe in the fight pit. Oh, that's a good idea. I didn't even think of that. I like that. Uh, Fat Laces Picola says, this was a hard-hitting brutal match, Triple H promise, and no tope suicide suicidas allowed. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Joseph Boza says, preach, Denise. It didn't matter. It didn't matter which match they put there. It was hard. I think Champa and Thatcher did a great job. It went almost 16 minutes and 46 seconds. And uh, Lenny says, Ah, Denise is such a nice and carry wrestling streamer, wanting us all to get our moment in the limelight. Shame she's a Christmas hater. Uh, I don't hate Christmas, guys. I just said it was overrated. God, I'm never going to live that off, am I? Never. All right. Um... I'm, I'm going through the rest of your comments here. And Jonathan Hedman says, I also think there was way too many gimmick matches. Also, I don't know how to tell you this, D, but your hair is crooked. I told you guys, it was crooked. Kevin Wilkes says, beat each other up. I'm here for it. Hollywood Salcedo, DWO. Dude, and that's one of, you know what? That is one of the things that I would like to see more in war games. More blood, please. Bring back the blood. That is one of the things I would have liked to see in the war games match. Dark Ranger says, Thatcher lost his tooth to Riddle this year and now busted his ear to Ciampa. Not a good 2020 for him. Um, yeah, anytime you lose your tooth or your ear gets busted open, that is definitely not a good look for anyone. Alrighty, everyone, let's move on. Okay, so remember I just said that I was torn on what I thought was match of the night. Again, I mentioned I love the second half of the Women's War Games match. I love the main event. But goodness gracious, guys, holy moly guacamole, the match that did it for me and did it in every way possible. And I do have some complaints about it, unfortunately, but dang, I love this match so much. It was the it was the triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, Leon Ruff versus Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. Guys, I loved this match. I loved this match. I thought it was fantastic. It was so fast pace. I mean, God, I don't even know where to begin. It was fast pace. We saw um, Damian Priest. Man, this guy, this guy literally needs to eventually become the face of WWE. I don't know how, I don't know when, but they need to make it happen. I want to see Damian Priest on the main roster. I want to see him as champion because that guy has it all. The amount of athleticism, personality, the way he moves in the ring, the way that he brings power and speed. I cannot put over Damian Priest enough. I love this guy. And then uh, Johnny Gargano, dude, we already know he's a great, fantastic worker. Seeing Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest go at it together, it just brings joy, like joy, joy to me. It was so good. I can't even describe to you guys. So this match, I thought was match of the night, except 
except for all the shenanigans that happened afterwards. I did not, and I repeat, did not like the incorporation of all of these ghost faces, these people wearing this scream mask. I did not like this at all. I thought it was like a 2.0 retribution. I'm done with all the mystery people. The mystery people storyline, it doesn't, it doesn't enthrall me. It doesn't get me excited whatsoever. I think it's lame, and I didn't want to see it in this match, and it kind of irked me that they really ruins this fantastic match for me by including that. Secondly, I said that I wanted Leon Ruff to win this match. I do not like short title reigns or meaningless title reigns. Those are my wrestling pet peeves. And unfortunately, we saw that in this match. They, Johnny Gargano's new champion, great, fantastic, love Johnny Gargano, blah, blah, blah. But the point is that I don't like the fact that they made Leon Ruff champion. He lasted, what, a month or so? I don't even know, but a very short amount. And that's it. He lost the belt. I thought that they, um, I thought they could have easily had him win. And even if they were to do some sort of distraction finish or some weird finish, because that's what I was expecting from this either way. But I didn't think he should have been the one to essentially, you know, eat the pin and all of that. Um, I did not like that incorporation of this match. I really thought it ruined a fantastic match. But what do you all think of... Did you love the NXT North American title match as much as I did? Or am I like... I don't know. Am I like on another planet here? Uh, we have a, a super chat from Matthew Makovsky. Thank you so much, Matthew, for sending in a super chat. He says, to quote Grimes, this strap or no strap, I get my strap on. <laughs> okay. Thank you for sending that in. And let's see. I'm reading your comments here. And let's get into. All right. Jake Larson says. Damian Priest is 38 years old and moves like a 24-year-old Leon Ruff. Dude, that guy. And here's the thing. When he moves so fast, he does it like in a powerful way. Like not just, he's not just speedy. No, he's speedy and powerful. Those are two different qualities and he brings them both. Um, seriously. And Joseph Boza says, this match was so stupid that any took it away from me. The NXT North American Championship is a joke. See, Joseph, that's the problem. I don't think the title is a joke. I think if they would have actually built, they were going the right direction, I think, with Leon Ruff. They were giving him an edge. They weren't making him just to look like a silly rookie. Uh, I thought that they could have done, they could have gone a different way with this. I thought that they could have, they could have changed our minds on how people were seeing Leon Ruff because Leon Ruff is incredibly talented. Like that guy can move inside the ring. I love the way that he works the ropes. I love the energy that he brings into his matches. So I did think that they had something there with Leon Ruff. Uh, uh, as for the match being stupid, I don't think so either. Again, I love the match. I just, but I do agree with you. The ending took it away from me as well. Like I just said, I did not like the whole, the whole, um, you know, ghost face. Joseph Boza says, I agree with Denise. Within two to three years, Damien has to be in the WWE main roster. I could see him within two years almost being complacent in NXT. And that's unfortunate, too, because, you know, you run the risk of going to the main roster and not being utilized, you know, like Keith Lee, who is an example of not being utilized. But then you stay on NXT and you have you can have fantastic matches, but you never get to that like next level. And we all know what that next level is. Matthew McFadden says, Match of the night contender for me. I wanted Priest to win it, expected Ruff to win, but was disappointed, but wasn't disappointed at all when Gargano won. Priest is made for the main roster, star in the making. And Jonathan Hedman says, bring back the blood. Denise Salcedo, 2021. Damn, did I say that? 
Yeah, I probably did. Uh, Benjamin Stonier says, Punishment Martinez was great on the indies, but he's added something to his game in NXT. So I remember the first time I saw Punishment Martinez, it was in Ring of Honor, and uh, I was at a Las Vegas show, and he was wrestling Jay White, and I think oh, he was in a triple threat, I think. Um, anyways, the point is that I saw him, and I thought, this guy, this guy is going to be my new favorite wrestler. I was immediately impressed with him. Like I, I remember turning around and telling, telling my fiance, I was like, dude, I was like, I need a more, I need a more, I need to know more of this guy because he has my pick. He has the Denise Salcedo stamp of approval. Shout out to Treyante Jones, who is in the house. Thank you so much for coming on to my stream, Treyante. And John Elite says, Denise, I was expecting Ruff to retain the North American title, and I don't think Johnny needs the title. I agree with you. BTW, I agree with Luke on the Muppets. I like it. God, I got into a whole argument. I've been getting into arguments left and right with people over this. Owen Cox says, if the Balor match was pre-star making performance, this certified it. The finish wasn't great. Austin sucks, but at least he didn't take the pin. Yeah. Vijay Mohan says, great look, great voice, and great in-ring work. Damian Priest deserves to be the face of WWE. And he's cool. I will tell you that when my little brothers were watching uh, NXT with me a couple months ago, immediately they were like, who's this guy? Because they don't watch wrestling. But they saw, they saw Damian Priest and they were like, who's this guy? We like him. He's cool. And I remember asking them questions like, who do you like in this match? I think it was Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest. And I asked them like, who do you like? Like who, who, who do you want to see when who's cool in this match? And they were like Damien Priest. Oh, we love Damien Priest. And this, there's this was essentially their introduction into wrestling. And immediately they were invested in Damien Priest. And these are little kids guys. And let's face it. You need to, if you want to keep growing the wrestling fandom, you got to convert those little kids to grow up, to be wrestling fans. And that is how you get those ratings back up. Um, <laughs> all right. And, um, Water on Mars, do not be a creep on my stream. Show your milkers, bruh. Get out of here. Good day. <laughs> um, alrighty, guys. Moving on. Uh, Gia Michael Cuddy says, I love the triple threat except for the wrong winner choice. Also, is Tom G scared when the scream faces arrive? No, Tom G is not a chicken whatsoever. I ain't raising no chicken. <laughs> um and Squire says Johnny was champ for like two weeks before Ruff took it off him too. Exactly. This bout be getting passed along, guys. And unfortunately, NXT was hit by the injury bug, which definitely played into that as well. Vijay Mohan, he's he's thinking long term here. Vijay says Priest versus Reigns will be good. Hell yeah. Or like even Damien Priest versus uh Drew McIntyre. I would love to see that match. Benjamin Stonier says. That this match was good until the ghost faces showed up, like moving towards five-star territory. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. Matthew McFadden says, match of the night contender for me. Um, oh, did I? Oh, I think I read this comment already. Yeah, I read this comment. Sorry, guys. I told you uh, this app is kind of weird with uh, comments. Dark Ranger says, Austin Theory reveal was meh. Damien Priest looked Look, Damian Priest, though, looked amazing tonight. The guy would be money on the main roster. I love this. I love the fact that we are all we are all in agreements, ingredients here. And there was a comment I wanted to read that I unfortunately lost here. And now I don't know where it went. All right. Hopefully you guys send it back. All right. Um, let's continue on, everybody. Everybody's laughing at the at the perv comment. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, he, he only got put on timeout, guys. I'm not mean. You know what? You come onto my stream and you say something I don't like. I'm not going to block you because at the end of the day, you're a viewer. So come on here. Enjoy the stream. I don't care. But I will put you on timeout for naughty words. And if you continue on, then I will have to block you. But I hope I don't. I'm giving you a second chance. See, guys, as much as Sean Ross Sapp likes to paint me as the evil person, I am not. I am a nice person. Uh, let's move on, guys. So did I skip a match? Guys, I skipped. I skipped. <laughs> Why didn't anyone tell me? I skipped Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes. What the heck? Nobody mentioned this to me. <laughs> I completely skipped over this match. Wow, that's terrible. Uh, I went from straight from Tomasa Ciampa to the NXT North American Championship. God, that was embarrassing. All right. Uh, prior to the NXT North American Championship match, we had Dexter Lumis versus Cameron Grimes in a strap match. And uh, to be honest, I really wasn't looking forward to this match at all. I really didn't care for it. I completely lost interest, which is probably why I skipped. I accidentally skipped this. Uh, but I will say this, though. I thought that this match, in terms of how it was worked, what they did, I liked it. And I thought it exceeded my expectations because, again, I went into this match with low expectations. But I thought it ended up being a pretty decent match. It didn't bring the show down whatsoever. It continued that nice, solid build that uh, War Games was going for. And one of the things I did like about this, too, is that it actually added depth to Cameron Grimes. So the thing with Cameron Grimes is obviously he's been like that more of the, you know, he's been portrayed more as like a chicken cowardly heel. But the fact that, you know, he did this aggressive match, uh, this aggressive strap match with Dexter Loomis, it added to him. It added to him. And now we know that he's not all that cowardly. And um, I thought the build to this match made sense as in Cameron Grimes kept running away from Loomis. So, hey, he can't run away. Let's put him in a strap match. So I thought overall this was a fine match and it was a good way to sort of wrap up the feud. And I really hope that we see them go on to something different now. And you know what's funny, too? As I was going through the matches, I was like, man, I feel like I skipped something, but I couldn't figure out what it was. <laughs> um, Brandon Charles Powell, thank you so much for sending in a super chat. Brandon says, rule with an iron fist, Denise. Make an example and the rest will fall in line. I will rule with an iron fist on this stream, all right? Joseph Boza says, it was the filler match. I would have preferred a WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match or Santos Escobar versus Kurt Stallion for the interim NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And Lenny says, uh, oh, wait. Lenny says, Damian Priest is 38, shocking face. He does not look like it. How does he stay young? Does he drink the blood of youth to stay young as he is a vampire? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Andrew Zapp says, you forgot the strap match. Thank you, Andrew. God. Jonathan Hedman says, Cameron Grimes is highly entertaining. He is. Unfortunately, this feud, though, with, uh, this feud, though, with Dexter Loomis was running a little dry. Matthew McFadden says, Loomis and Priest are my two favorite people on NXT. Loomis' character and in-ring style is something I love. He seems to be made for strap matches. Dexter Loomis sometimes is, is a hit for me and sometimes is a miss for me. Like, I love the creepy vibe that he brings. But after that, what else? What else is there to Dexter and Loomis? So I would like to see that what else uh, answered pretty soon. And <laughs> Squar says, I guess that goes to show what we all thought of Grimes versus Loomis. I guess as a match, it was just there. 
Danny Spears says, and here I thought you were going to call Dexter Gr Dexter, Dexter Loomis versus Grimes your favorite match. Then you skipped to the North American match. I cackled. Yeah, it was an accident, guys. I think I was so excited to talk about the NXT North American Championship match that I just skipped over the uh, Dexter Loomis match. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, apparently you guys did tell me. D-Train Rymaker says we did tell you. All right, well, there you go, guys. Oh, this show's falling apart. Um, and anybody else have anything interesting that I wanted to read in regards to this match? Lenny says, Cameron Grimes strap on phrasing. Aaron Vasquez says, Kyle Chads rides up. It's going to be our time. Jonathan Hedman says, Denise yelling about Iron Fist and blood. No wonder she has crooked hair and hates Muppets on Christmas. Yeah, probably, guys. Probably. The Botch Guy says, I can't believe I've never seen this channel before. I love the positivity and the passion for wrestling. You're doing an unbelievable good job. The Botch Guy, thank you so much for coming on to my channel and actually enjoying it, okay? That makes me very happy. Um, it is very difficult to grow a channel when you're just starting off. And obviously, I've been doing this for a while now, but I am very thankful at anybody who comes and gives me a shot because let's be real, guys, being a female wrestling media personality is not exactly something that people are used to it does take people getting used to and i'm very happy at the positive responses that i have gotten from people that have given my show a chance so that makes me really happy thank you so much to the botch guy matthew mcfaden says yeah, that's a fair point in regards to Dexter Loomis. Even though I even though I love him, I think his ceiling is slower than some other people. Yeah, unfortunately, there are certain characters that, you know, they run they run dry after a while. And Cole Barge says Grimes is going to the moon. I tried to do my best Cameron Grimes impression, but I don't think that that worked. Alrighty, everyone, let's get into the main event now. So uh, the Undisputed Era versus Pat Ma Team Pat McAfee, which included P. Dunn, Oni Lurkin, and Danny Burch in a War Games match. And um, oh, my God. So in terms of, you know, when we were talking about the NXT Women's uh, War Games match, we talked about the booking necessarily not being the greatest. Yeah, it was a really fun match. But in terms of a booking perspective, perspective a lot of it didn't make sense but this one was completely opposite in terms of booking it made a lot of sense uh you know just with the like simply even with just the um with the uh the the heels getting the advantage that definitely made more sense than having the baby faces get the advantage and one of the things that obviously everybody wanted to see in this match was pat mcafee get his ass whooped with all the stuff that he had been saying on NXT, people want people were starting to hate this guy. They want to see him, you know, get some punishment. And he played like the coward in this. He was the guy that was being protected by all of his teammates. And then when he got these moments to shine, he was really just showing off. But what I liked about this, though, is that in the end, we did get to see Pat McAfee, you know, get punishment in this match. We got to see him go through a table. Uh, he did a swan Todd. He did a swan Todd from the top of the cage onto all of those big dudes and he went straight through the middle and they barely caught the poor guy um but guys this was a really fun match um once they all i thought that the first half of this match was a stronger than the women's first half of the match and this is just the first half though but i did think that the men's first half of the match was a lot stronger than the women's for sure um let me see. I want to talk about some of the spots that were done in this match. There were some really good ones in terms of like 
I just mentioned one of them was definitely the Pat McAfee uh, swan Tom. That was a really cool one. Um, but overall, they did a lot of different stuff. Oh, there was a moment, guys, where Roderick Strong, was it Roderick Strong? Yes. Okay, Roderick Strong was punching Oni Larkin and Danny Burch as he ran in between the two rings. I thought this was such a cool moment. It was very funny, very creative. And I do have a little bit of a, of a thing that I didn't like, though. So when Adam Cole put, put Pat McAfee through the table, I was very disappointed in the way commentary uh, essentially, essentially did not make this into a big deal whatsoever. I do think commentary dropped the ball in terms of really, really hyping up some of the moments that should have been hyped up during this War Games match. Uh, this is definitely something where we miss Mauro Ronaldo because he was one of those people that really brought this big, big, larger-than-life energy into the matches and made everything a big deal. So I do think part of that was lacking, and I was very disappointed when... Uh, Pat McAfee, who was a main focal point in this, goes through a table, and I swear, it was like crickets. Nobody made any sound whatsoever. Uh, and speaking of crickets, we saw a cricket bat being used, which I thought was a large lint roller, and everybody laughed at me. But let's move on. Uh, overall, this was a really good match. I thought maybe it was one of the stronger men's war games matches in WWE. I'm going to rephrase that. In WWE, I thought it was good stuff. What did you all think of this? Uh, Thoughts on all of this. We did see Undisputed Era win, which I obviously thought was the best thing, the best. Uh, oh, there's one more thing I want to say about this. So having Undisputed Era win, fantastic, right? But I also do think that there is still life in the Adam Cole, Pat, Pat McAfee feud. And I would like to see a rematch with Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. And I do have like a way that they should do this. So instead of actually saving it for a takeover, I really do think they should put it on an NXT show. Just, you know, one of the regular TV shows, because as we saw AEW with Winner is Coming, they put one of their big money matches in uh, Moxley, Kenny Omega. So I do think that NXT should put something like uh, Adam Cole, Cole versus uh, Pat McAfee on one of their TV shows. I thought that if you want to, you know, really make boost, boost up some of those ratings, this would be a good way to do so. And I do think that there is a life in a rematch for this. But what did you all think of this match? Alrighty, I'm getting lots of comments here. So let's start going through them here. And alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. We'll start off with D-Train Riot Maker who says, DWO versus Rostribution war games in the future. Who's wrapping DWO with me? Thank you. Benjamin Stonier says, I adore how Pete Dunn clearly hates his own team. He just wants to beat up Undisputed Era. Yeah, he the, the guy does not smile whatsoever. He does not. He's so angry. Jake Larson says, the entrance, the entrance order was perfect. The McAfee spots were spread out throughout the match. And then he got what was coming to him in the end. Well booked. You said it, Jake Larson. You said it. Jonathan Hedman says, maybe it's just me, but I felt like Pat had hinted at a fifth member to his team. Did I read too much into his hints at another car purchase? Uh, I thought that in the beginning, but once it was announced, I didn't think it anymore. Steve Wrestling Fan says, Pat is money. Really surprising how far Pat has come in such a short time. Yeah, you know what's funny? 
I wasn't crazy about the whole Pat McAfee feud with Adam Cole in the beginning. I really wasn't feeling it. Like I wasn't into it, but I swear every week that went by, he sold me, man. Like I could tell that the guy was passionate. He was doing everything that I thought a heel should be doing where he's really great on the mic. He was really pissing people off. He brought this energy, this great persona, and it was very hard not to like what he was doing. So I became a fan immediately. And I thought his match with Adam Cole, you know, was really good considering his experience level it could have been not good but it wasn't it was actually a fine match and you can tell that he has passion and if you're going to come in and do wrestling that is a good thing having passion is obviously something that's going to get you over with people and the way that he does things, it's really connecting with the wrestling audience, which is very hard to do because, you know, it's not easy just to get over with a wrestling audience. And I think he's definitely doing that. Gianmarco Credi says, second match of Pat's career and is falling from a cage. Man. Yeah, seriously, that is something that I would not imagine. Justin Smith says, nothing but respect for Pat McAfee. Dude is living his dream. Hell yeah. And he's he's taking, he's making the most of it, guys. It's not every day you get to have a main feud out on, you know, out on WWE TV. It's fantastic. Colossal Rossi says, Bobby Fish was the best in this match, in my opinion. Dude. Bobby Fish was awesome in this too. Owen Cox says, I miss Morrow so much, man. I do too. I really miss that excitement level. And nobody can replicate that. That's something that you have to have naturally within you. D-Train Riot Maker says, let's be honest, who thought when McAfee joined NXT that he would get the spotlight so fast? Honestly, McAfee's team should have won. Like, where does Undisputed Era go from here? It's main roster or bust, I feel. That was my prediction. I predicted that they would win and that this would be a send-off for them. But again, I still think that there's life in that Adam Cole-Pat McAfee feud. And maybe they should do like an I quit match or something. I feel like that would probably be the next step. That is if Undisputed Era doesn't go to the main roster. Fat Laces P. Cola says, I was impressed with the way McAfee could have ha could hang in a match like War Games, but Undisputed Era brought it and were unbelievable tonight. Yeah, and it was funny, too, because they were protecting him, and he was, you know, he wasn't necessarily going out there and working, like, a long, fast-paced match. No, like, the guy was chilling for a lot of parts. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Hedman says, I just realized the reason I didn't like this match so much was the piped-in crowd noise. In this match, it felt really forced. I think a lot of people were complaining about that on Twitter. I'm just going to be honest. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers other people, but I know that it bothers people. Lenny says, Denise Salcedo, I'm not the bad girl. I'm just drawn that way. Also, Denise, I will rule with an iron fails, bow down, and fall in lines. Maggots Christmas. Oh, <laughs> Muppets Christmas sucks, and you're a Muppet if you like the Muppets. <laughs> A lot of opinions on this, guys. Uh, Justin Martin says, called me old-fashioned, but I still don't think anyone should ever kick out of a destroyer. McAfee, of all people, doing it pretty much kills that move for me going forward. Interesting. Uh, I can't necessarily, uh, can't necessarily say I disagree, but I can't say I agree either. Owen Cox says, I thought Pete Dunne was perfect in this match. Do you think he should go after the North American NXT title? Dude, Pete Dunne, he can do so much. I think that this is really just like the beginning there. And uh, we have another super chat. Thank you so much to Brick Bat. He says, nice job tonight without that anchor at Sean Ross Sap. Oh, heck yeah. I don't need Sean Ross Sap on here. Definitely not. <laughs> Brick Fat, thank you so much for sending in a super chat. You are awesome. And guys, go ahead and send in your final thoughts and opinions on tonight's show. Um, what you guys thought overall, what you guys would like to see moving forward. Send them in. 
Luis Puido says, ¿Qué crees que vaya a pasar con Champa y Thatcher? Parece que el feud va a seguir, pero Champa tiene que ir por el título. Um, yeah, I definitely think that that uh, Champa should definitely move on to Finn Balor. That is definitely what I think, Luis, and I think that's the direction that we should be going in. And Dark Ranger says, only Roddy went through his names table out of all the members of the Undisputed Era. Interesting. Dark Ranger, thank you so much for pointing that out because I did not catch that. Lenny says, Denise, you're funny. I love your personality. Thank you so much, Lenny. Uh, Vijay Mohan says, I love the spot when Strong broke up Dunn's pin and hit the end of Hardik. A uh, great call back to the TakeOver New Orleans tag match when Strong turns heel and joined Undisputed Era. I love whenever there's like those callback moments or something that uh, resonates where people can connect something to something else. Uh, Jonathan Hedman says, McAfee is the best natural heel since Enzo. Dude, I used to be a big Enzo fan. Unfortunately, that went downhill. But when... Things were going good for Enzo. I remember being a fan. Steve Wrestling Fan has an interesting take. Uh, Steve says, I can see Pat being the face in WWE a few years. That's very interesting. I don't know. I can't. He's great at promos, but I don't know. I just, I can't see. I, I don't know, guys. I can't answer that one. You got me there. I can't, I can't really answer that one. Uh, Matthew Makovsky says, 680 words of notes, best war games match in NXT, in my opinion. Fun stream as always, Denise. Hashtag old dude out of here. And then Dennis Sheehan says, I think after the milker, there is a long way to go till everybody does the right thing and respects women in wrestling media, a point that should be brought up. Yeah, Dennis, uh, I agree with you. But again, I, in order for women to be respected in wrestling media, I, I guess there's got to be more of us, right? I mean, there's only so many. Um, but I really do think that as long as people are willing to give it a chance or give the girls a chance, then it'll work out. And, you know, glad to be a part of it. I'm really am glad to be part of it or be one of those people. All righty, everyone. So um, that is pretty much our show or, uh, for NXT TakeOver War Games. A solid, awesome show. Thumbs up on everything uh, delivered. I liked it. It was a good time. And that's pretty much it. But before I go, I do want to remind you all not to forget to follow me on Twitter on and Instagram. And I know you guys already do because I recognize your names. And I see you on there all the time. But please, if you haven't already, make sure to follow. Also, please, guys. So on this channel, I have interviews with Leon Ruff. Shotzi Blackheart and Titus O'Neil. Uh, please go check those out, guys. I'm very lucky that WWE gives me interviews, and I just want to see those numbers keep growing so that they can keep giving me more interviews. And there's tons of interviews on there, not just those last three. I mean, there are like a hundred interviews with WWE talent, AEW talent, Impact talent, Ring of Honor, uh, New Japan, you name it, whatever promotion, you can find it here on my channel. If you go to the wrestling interviews playlist you can definitely find all of those there so please check those out give them a like and very important do not miss my show on f4w online speak now pro wrestling every wednesday i talk about aew and nxt and that was such a big get for me guys in my career uh i'm so happy that f4w saw something in me and allowed me the opportunity to host my own show on their platform which has been you know, the biggest wrestling platform and like the most respected for such a long time. So just to be part of that is a really big deal. So I hope that you guys will check out my show. It's on every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Pacific, 
11 p.m. Eastern. Other than that, you guys can check me out tomorrow, Monday, the post Raw show with Sean Ross Sap. Uh, tomorrow apparently is going to be a crazy show. I don't know what's going to happen, but apparently Sean thinks I'm going to shit my pants. So we're going to see if that happens or not. And if not, check out my show on Wednesday on F4W Speak Now Pro Wrestling. Uh, and then there's my show on Friday morning with Luke Owen the, on the Wrestle Talk podcast. That show is extremely popular. People love it. And then on Friday nights, I'm on with Rick Uccino on Sports Kita for the post SmackDown show. And woof, that is a lot to say. Thank you guys so much. Love you all and take care. Oh, yes, I will be back. Thank you, Matthew. I will be back on here on my channel uh, for the WWE TLC pay-per-view. And I'll post about that on Twitter. All righty. I think I'm going there. Bye, everyone. Take care. Have a great night. Love you all. Have a wonderful evening. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling, commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.